yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' This is Dr. Bills inside the HBC Force Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on business. Or assignment, or he said he might be able to join. I don't know if things are going on. In all seriousness, uh, Mike is trying to get um, in the traffic, having a little problem with the car. So we're going to make sure that uh, all is well. Uh, with that being said, welcome to episode 415 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast that is covered in sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports for institutions large and small from the NAIA. To the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBC athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBC athletic programs in the business of HBC sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, from, from our home studios and sending a signal live to our Casey Wake 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home at Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, I guess we can call this PM, post-media, HBCU media, <laughs> post-SWAC media day, first one back, post-Alpha Alpha National Convention. With that being said, before <laughs> I get y'all in there, I hope y'all allow me to take a little liberty. I wanted to give a shout out to, these are actually pictures of fans that I was in Nashville in uh, Dallas for Alpha Phi Alpha National Convention. And a gentleman on the first day as I walked through the corridors with my stuff on to get registered or get my, um, I had registered already, but to get my credentials, if you want to call them that, or identification badges, right? And so those are all pictures of folks um, that watch the show um, that happen to be men of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. And so the first one came up there and said, hey, you know, good to say I watched the show. I was like, hey, great. You know what I'm saying? And he knew you, Charles. He wanted to make sure. And so I'm sending you that order. He said, what's Charles? I said, Charles is taking care of some business. Went out, family, anniversary type uh, celebration in California, Napa. He said he would make sure they get plenty of wine and drink it for us. So I'm sure he's doing well because at that time I had not had a chance to partake yet. I figured that you had already had some of the sundry, so I said he's ahead of the curve. Yeah. Same thing with Mike. Mike was taking care of business, planned to get to nationals, uh, but uh, life took place. Work <laughs> all of a sudden became important because of emergency, which means they were. And then he got a chance to go to Atlanta on the other opposite direction where we worked, Charles, as he went over there. Um, or, well, you will be where I was because we were both in Birmingham. But he saw his daughter performing 
um, before he came home. So all things were really good in terms of that. Uh, great situation. So just wanted to give all those individuals a shout out and just say thanks for watching the show and supporting us and recognizing that. So they was like, hey, let me take a picture. And then it became a thing then that everybody came up and say something. I said, let me get a picture. And so I'm going to take a collage. <laughs> and that's where that came from. So you can throw that back up there one more time, Roy, uh, just uh, so everybody can see what I'm referencing as I talk through it. This is I like that one. You ran that on the shirt. That's the shirt you, coming. You ran into my friend, my good friend over the past 30 some odd years, Matt Bradford, uh, uh, big time uh, alpha there over in the state of Florida. But uh, yeah, we came in together freshman year, so that, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah, he was he was uh, made sure that I wanted to ask where you are and shout out. And I said, oh man, yeah, that's my that's my boy. We're getting it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I go to you, Drew, because I got a story about this shirt uh, on, so I want to make sure that I, I, I don't get that mixed up. So I'm gonna save you for last. Charles, how you doing and how was your trip? Doing well, Dr. Trip was phenomenal. Got a chance to get a little bit of uh, rest and relaxation. Enjoyed a lot of uh, Robert Glass for Blue Note Jazz Festival. And, you know, you come back, it's August 1. It's it's, it's, it's go time. It's go time. Uh, it's August 1. Do you know where your quarterback is, August 1? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Before we get into that, we're going to take a little time, you know, as we get into this. We're going we're gonna to enjoy this a little you know, we usually go to you for not only your football knowledge in HBCU sports or sports in general, all right? We also go to you for your golf, the golf game, when we need oh. a little tidbit here. So now it's my understanding we can go to you in terms of wine. So this is what I'm asking you. The next time we have our Audi, you pick the wine, and you get to buy the bottle as well. That's done. That's a done deal. That's a done deal. <laughs> Drew, you know how I slid that in there? So I knew you were going to be good about the first one. Let me slide that in there real fast. I know. Light, light, lightweight Somalia. Slid <laughs> that in there. Well, A.D. Drew, although I put FAMU to win the East, I just want to let you know that this is money green. Not the FAMU <laughs> green. This is money green. I'm trying to wish upon a star. So, yeah, I don't want you to get too excited. As you on the show representing, just wanted to get that out. How you doing, Drew? Well, number one, I was a homebody this weekend. Uh, probably the first weekend that I've actually been at home, and the weekend that I'm at home, you guys are out <laughs> on the road doing what you guys do. So, shout shout out to you. I, and, and I am not jealous that I was at home this weekend after the after, <laughs> after the month of July, pretty much being on the road. So. Uh, We'll get a chance maybe to talk about this a little more, but I would be remiss. Um, Drew had to hold it down for the show uh, with Brian and AD uh, in terms of Brian taking care of some business. Um, and uh, he brought the guests reunion. on. Oh, family reunion. Yeah. Uh, taking care of business uh, in regards to um, uh, having the show. And so during the show, they brought on uh, the executive director, in regards to the uh, Celebration Bowl and the MEX Bank Challenge, John Grant, and had a tremendous interview that specifically talked about not only the game, but also the National HBCU Band Championship. So if you hadn't got a chance to check out uh, Brian and AD Sports Wrap, go check it out. Great information. Uh, we'll probably be sharing that through the platforms, a lot of good information. I want to talk a little more detail. But we'll save that as we get into some more HBCU news. 
Let me go to you, Charles, and then we'll see what's on your mind as well. Yeah, well, let's start off uh, huge news uh, coming from uh, University of Virgin Islands. As a longtime HBCU communications pro, uh, was named University of Virgin Islands first female AD, Dr. Karen M. Carty. Uh, has been named the uh, director of athletics at the University of Virgin Islands. Dr. Carter becomes the first female athletics director in UBI's 61-year history. Uh, this is a quote. Uh, I'm personally excited to have Dr. Carter join the university and lead our athletics department. She brings a wealth of experience and an authentic connection to the Virgin Islands and the university. Uh, that's a quote from Dr. David Hall, uh, who is the UBI president. Uh, also, he says she is just what we need to expand and improve athletics at UBI. As we join a new conference in the NAIA, Dr. Cardi is just the type of leader to take us to the next level of competitiveness. So uh, huge news uh, coming from the University of Virgin Islands. Today. Yeah, great information when you talked about Dr. Karen Cardi. Uh, met her in terms of my exchanges with the MEAC, very tremendous. Um, I can't wait to get in a little more about this story and how this opportunity came about. Obviously, talk about the new conference in the NEA, that's the HBCU Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, led by Dr. Kiki Baker-Barnes. So fascinating to see what this will look like for both institutions moving forward. So excited about that. Might have a little tease for you on Thursday to give you some more information. We'll see how that works out. With that being said, let me go to you, Drew. Uh, what news do you have as we're talking about these hires? And now, watch to see how I spend this, Dr. Cavill. Uh, as everybody knows, I graduated from two HBCUs. I graduated from, from Tuskegee. And in honor of the wrong color green that you have on, Dr. Cavill. I did graduate <laughs> from Florida AM University. So I'm gonna I'm gonna combine these because I'm going to talk about all, both of my alma maters in my story instead of separating these into two stories, because mm, both clever. of my like alma maters happen to hire a new women's basketball coach within the same week, two days apart from each other. So let's go in chronological order. Let's start with Wednesday, Shantae Webster has been named the new head basketball coach, new women's head basketball coach at Tuskegee University. Director of Athletics Reginald Ruffin announced on Wednesday. I'm not going to go deep into it, but let me give you a little bit of her bio. Webster uh, comes to lead the Golden Tigers program after serving the previous three seasons as head coach at Livingstone College. While with the Blue Bears, she led the team to the CIAA semifinals in 21-22, inheriting a rebuilding program. Prior to Livingstone, Web, uh, Web, Wester spent over a decade at Virginia State in the CIAA. During her tenure, the Trojans won not one, not two, not three, not four, but five regular season division championships in the CIAA. The 2015, the 2015 tournament and had four NCAA tournament appearance. She won 200 games while at Virginia State. And talking about developing players, more than 40 players achieved all-conference recognition, uh, league players of the year, produced the first ever VSU HBCU CIAA Player of the Year and, and Academic All Americans. That was just one of that was just one school, Dr. Kavir. 
One coach, one school. Let's get to the other school. Now, we do the Tuskegee job has been open since April. The <laughs> FAMU job unexpectedly came open. So they have hired Bridget Gordon as the basketball coach. And that was announced on Friday. This is her first head coaching uh, job. But here's the resume, Charles. Mm. She attended the University of Tennessee from 1985 to 89, where she played under who? Everybody said it at the same time, Pat Summit. She played under Pat Summit, four Final Fours, two championships, that was 87 and 89. She was MVP of the Final Fours in 89, SEC Female uh, Athlete of the Year, SEC Player of the Year in 1989, four-time four All-SEC First Team, 86 Freshman of the Year, Two tournament, uh, two SEC tournament MVPs, two-time Kodak and Daysmith All-American. Hey, oh, by the way, she's got an Olympic gold medal in is in the Seoul Games, and she was named to the 25th anniversary team, NCAA 25th anniversary team, and the team of the decade for the 1980s. Uh, she played overseas in Turkey, captured two FIBA FIBA cups. Played in the WNBA for the Sacramento Monarchs in 97 and 98. Uh, she's a Tennessee Hall of Famer, uh, University of Tennessee Hall of Famer. Now, coaching, let's see. She spent time at Kansas State University in 2122. Hey, you know, uh, okay, we got. I'm sorry. She I'm good. sorry. I, I'm, just going, I'm just going. I'm just going down the resume. We gotta find out where she coaching up. <laughs> I'm just going down the resume. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm excited. Look, <laughs> I'm like I'm like Charles was when Prime came. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. I'm we like get Charles some discussion on came. Hey, hey, Charles, Charles can go through a whole resume of because <laughs> everybody knew who Prime was. Nobody knows who Coach Gordon is. Well, they she's, know now. She's they a winner. Know now. She's a winner. She's a winner. Yeah, she's definitely a winner. With that being said, I do like this. This tells you why the CIAA is different, special, as some people say. Early bird tickets on sale August 1st for the 2024 CIAA Basketball Championship Tournament. Mm. They sell basketball even kicked tournament off the, tickets before the CIAA yet. Championship, the SWAG Championship, Celebration Bowl. They already got tickets out. That's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. That's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Charles, what else you got on the table? Well, I, I can tell it's August 1st because of what? Uh, my mom is tuning in. She she wants to know what's going on with, with Jackson State football. I got a text from her, like how we look. I'm like, hey, mama, what? How, do, how does what look? What? How we look? She said, you're not on your job. Yeah. You, who, who you, me, she counts on you to get her updates. <laughs> In regards to how the Jackson State Tigers look and who she needs to watch out for, so I'm gonna tell you now: the next time she calls and texts, you need to have a better answer. Yeah, I know. Hi, mom. How you doing? <laughs> Love you, mom. Love you. Yeah. Mom. Always. That's good stuff. Ain't going on there. What else you got? What other news you got out there, Chuck? 
Well, I think AD, uh, he, he went through it. I mean, that's tremendous uh, coaching hires when you talk about Florida A&M and Tuskegee. So uh, definitely kudos to, to both of them in regards to uh, uh, the, the, their new hires. I think you have some uh, great information out there on uh, HBCUsports.com uh, in regards to uh, former Alabama State lineman Titus Howard. Uh, he, he expressed his gratitude for uh, uh, his HBCU path. He was, I think, blessed with a new contract. Uh, with the Houston Texans. So uh, a lot of great stuff going on right now in HBCU uh, news. I want to come back on the other side after this first break, and I want to talk about this National HBCU Band Championship announced uh, during the MEAC SWAC Challenge Media Press. And get in there. I want to see some of your thoughts and, and what this looks like. I've been looking behind the scenes, and obviously a lot of HBCU Band folks are there are excited. They want to know particulars. And again, if you want the particulars, just go and watch the interview uh, in regards to John Grant on Brian and AD's show, uh, Sports Wrap, as he has a great deal of information in terms of questions. They actually take a really good deep dive to get that information. Based on that, I want to get your thoughts in terms of uh, what this looks like, and I'm going to come back and have some thoughts as well. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this first break. We'll come back on the other side and get into this National HBCU Band Championship. Thanks, AD, for shouting out and giving me a little love in regards to the poll rankings. I saw that. I was like, AD is my man. He can come on anytime. I think we'll be right back after this break. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's like a loot machine. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the tongue. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. 
www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yesa yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. So as we were down and covering in Atlanta, uh, the MEXWAC Challenge, which had a great press conference in terms of the coaches, um, both guys were tremendous in terms of providing information, um, not just coach speak in regards to the football programs, uh, like everybody's now rolling over in regards to the number of new uh, players, college players that at Jackson State when he talked about the turnover. And Buddy Pugh was his normal self about finding ways to keep you rolling uh, as he just keeps you going and acting like he doesn't have anything under the car hood in regards to his team. <laughs> so, Buddy Pugh, all, Buddy Pugh ain't yeah, never got that again. Like we did last year. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but in the midst of that, uh, John Grant kind of teased out that he'd have a big announcement. Uh, and it came at the end, appropriately so, where he announced that uh, the Celebration Bowl during that event, that Friday before, that they will be this new inaugural National HBCU Band Championship. Roy was there with us. Brian was there. And Roy obviously had uh, set up everything so we could do some question and answer. Uh, you'll be able to check that out on some of our platforms, too, when we interview Brian interviewed directly uh, with John Grant. And obviously, we were all teasing because uh, we did our poll rankings the last couple of years. Roy, obviously, in the past has talked about uh, what it would take to put an HBCU national championship. But now we have one in terms of the financials behind it. ESPN Events will represent, present, I should say, the inaugural Band of the Year National Championship prestigious competition, which is different. A lot of times you have HBCU showcases, uh, which we were all familiar with, whether it's the Honda Battle of the Bands that it became pretty big over the years. Um, in some people's eyes, it's still big. And then, which was held in Atlanta most recently in Montgomery. Uh, you also have the Houston National Battle of the Bands uh, here in the Houston area that moved away from Charlotte a couple of years, which are showcases. This is different because there will be a championship based on uh, the four bands uh, that we involve and actually there will be two championships. One for the Division One side and one for the Division Two side. The event will be placed at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta on December 15th in advance of the 2023 Cricket Celebration Bowl. The unofficial HBCU National Championship College football game between the champions of the MEAC and the SWAC the Band of the Year National Championship will air live on ESPN platforms and will feature the top two marching bands from both the Division I and Division II conference levels competing in the title of Band of the Year. The championship will be culminate culmination of a season-long competition where the bands will be ranked according to the weekly halftime performance by a selection committee of marching band experts. Rankings will be posted on the college football section at ESPN.com. The top two bands from each division in the final rankings will earn the right to compete for the national title in Atlanta. The Band of the Year Championship will be showcased 
the best of the best featuring bands that have demonstrated excellence in musicianship, originality, precision, and showmanship. Quote, ESPN Events is constantly looking to create new and exciting events, so we are thrilled to host the inaugural band of the year national championship as part of the, our cricket celebration bowl weekend in Atlanta, said John Grant, executive director of the band of the year cricket celebration bowl and cricket MEAC swag challenge kickoff. Quote, we're proud of celebrating, uh, to celebrate marching band culture and incredible talent and hard work of the marching band students. This event will provide a platform for the amazing performance of the showcase skills and compete for the title of band of the year. Tickets for the band of the year will be available for purchase in early October. For more information on the event, you can contact ESPNBandOfTheYear.com to get that information. I know you had some information that is outside of what was delivered here, Drew. I'm going to save you so you can provide some of that out in case those questions come from Charles in regards to his thoughts before we get into a little dialogue in terms of questions and maybe answering some thoughtful process with that. So let me turn it over to you, Charles. What are your thoughts thus far on this event uh, with the announcement? Uh, I think I'm looking forward to the event. I, I think uh, as a uh, longtime uh, HBCU uh, connoisseurs of, of uh, everything that goes along with uh, the football game, you you appreciate the band performances. Uh, and, and I've said for, for some time now, uh, we have to be sure we're, 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 we're almost to me at a tipping point. We have a, a, a large majority of our fan base that has watched bands for the majority of their life. So uh, you have to really work hard, especially with YouTube and, 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 and the way that you can see bands perform week in, week out. You have to work harder at, at, at originality. You have to work harder at musicianship because it can become rope it, it can become mundane if you don't watch it and that's why I, I almost have a sort of different metric in terms of how I start judging bands and looking at bands because my number one thing is are you that 12th man to that football team because trust me it makes a difference they feel that energy down there on the field and one of the things I always applaud Southern is they're so engaged in the game you cannot become detached from the game and they do a tremendous job of when you score, they try to blunt your momentum in terms of whatever they may play, whether, you know, it ain't over till it's over, whatever the case might be, but they do something to blunt your momentum. And when they score, they enhance uh, uh, the, 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 the momentum of the team, if you will, by getting the uh, fans engaged. I, I think I look at the same thing with regards to, you know, the interaction between the band and your 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 DJ, you know, are you engaging the fan base? Because it all makes a difference in terms of becoming that 12th man uh, for the football team. So I, I pay attention to those little things. And then, you know, in terms of field shows, uh, your PA announcer is has a, a huge responsibility. Uh, to me, they have to not only introduce you and, and bring out what you're playing, but they also have to have that little dose of pet, you know, that zings the opposite, opposing band, you know, and, 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 it, and it engages, it engages the fan base because you get this, you get this chuckle that goes throughout the, you know, the stands and it enhances. Just the like I do. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those are just, those are small things, but they make such a difference. 
and it it keeps me from being bored at what I see as the field show. And then the other thing, and I'll come back to this, but it's how unique are you? Uh, Everybody is just not going to be as loud as Southern, Jackson State, Alabama State. One of the things I always enjoy about the March 100, they have such a unique, full, rich sound that's different from everybody else. So how unique are you? Are you playing something that enhances what you do as a band or are you trying to blow as loud as the other band across the field? And it becomes it becomes boring. So those are things that I kind of take a look at. I really like the way you brought that up. And part of the poll rankings we released two years ago, and so we have two national champions, mythical champions, if we're going to use the same framework we do for football, men's and women's basketball, we do a rankings and even baseball now in terms of the Black College Nines with the small and large divisions, uh, which we had did previously uh, with Black College Baseball had done, as I voted on that poll, transitioning away, uh, is the fact when we brought in to the lexicon uh, the poll rankings uh, for HBCU, or what we like to call the marching sport, was the competition. And that was huge to make sure that there was actually a win or a loss when two bands came together. One of the things I talked to Charles about that he was specific that needed to be in the rankings was just that. How much did the band actually choreograph, if you would, or seamlessly work uh, with the football team? Or even if we're talking about basketball season, the pep band, how well was it coordinated in regards to supporting the action in the sport on the field. I know that's one of the things I have seen also with Texas Southern is they've taken that next step. Interesting in the connection of the band direction coming from Southern and the athletic department's understanding of how to make sure that you integrate the band, not only support the team, but between the music that now people are more engaged with, whether it's the DJ or music from the speaker comms in regards to integrating that back and forth and giving the band a chance to play supporting coming in and out of breaks, timeouts, and all of that kind of stuff. That coordination is important just as well. So I'm glad that you brought up those points. With that being said, Drew, um, uh, we'll take a break after you give you know three or four minutes of your conversation. We'll come back and even have some more dialogue. We'll take this for two segments because I think it's that fascinating to really get in here. Uh, but what were your first thoughts when you first heard this? Uh, probably I may be a fan of marching bands in general maybe as long or even longer than I've been a fan of sports watching the bands in in various parades because I was was introduced to bands via the parade before I ever saw them perform at 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 an athletic event as a you know five six year old if i if i saw about an athletic event i i don't remember it at, at that age but i do remember being out in the crowds of the parades you know somebody put me on their shoulders and so i could see the band, the different bands high school and college bands march up and down the street in the uh, various parades that i would go to as a youngster so uh and when you think about bands there there are three parts to a band and not all bands are good at all three. Some excel mm. at all three. 
some excel at one and are good in the other two because you have the marching band. It's called a marching band for a reason because they perform in parades. How good is their parade show? Something that we won't be judging in the band of the year contest, but that's all part of the, the band culture. How good, obviously, your on-field performance, but like Charles said, what about in the stands? Are you a stand band in addition mm. to being a marching band and a field band? And as good as much as we all love our bands for our respective institutions, there are very few bands who actually, if you did a ranking just in the, the three separate categories that I said, Dr. Kavir, there are very few who would rank in the top three of all three categories. You may have one on each level that could rank in the top three of all three categories. Some have some will have good halftime performances and they put all their energy in the halftime performance and they kind of break with with the stand portion of it, you know. And some people or have they put all their energy into the stand portion and the and the field show. Mm-hmm. But when but when you see them in the streets, they they're adequate. They're okay, but they don't they don't bring the same type of flavor because of the because of the moves that they have to do in their on the field does not translate to walking up and down the street. So just different things that people need to keep in mind when you're just talking about band culture. But to have this one event that these teams can that these bands can focus on, I think is great. Do, we, I do have one deliver though. That's interesting. I do have one deliver that I want y'all. I want y'all. Hold to on, I was, that's a great. Tease, but I, I, was, I, was, I will save, save it for after I the I save that dilemma on the other side. Great tease because we. Yeah. I want to get both of y'all's concern uh, in regards to what those dilemmas in. We'll get a little more talk about um, some of the questions that came up too. Stick with. Yeah. We'll take our second break. We'll come back on the other side, and we're gonna. A little more into this band of the year championship. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, 
and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Impress the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach you. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We have A.D. Drew as Mike Washington is out on assignment. With that being said, we had a moment where Drew was going to get into some concerns or some thought process there. Now, I certainly wanted to do that as a tease and bring it back so we can have an in-depth dialogue about this. I do want to say this before we get into that. Uh, I think this is another opportunity where we bring out the culture. So we need to understand uh, how to engage the culture, protect the culture, but at the same time, uh, the benefit of what this brings to the table, uh, because I was looking into some of the forms and you already have what I refer to as historic white college university uh, band folks talking about, can they get invited? You know, where's their invite? Where's their part of that? <laughs> and I think some of the, Band members said, hey, man, for 400 years, you had it all. <laughs> hey, as soon as they could get to the need. celebration bowl, uh, but, they could get to the band of the year contest. How about that? There you go. There you go. Uh, but with that framework, it is important for us to take advantage of this opportunity and showcase it and support this over the year in such a way that we brand it as the way we need to see it branded in terms of that, right? That we have ownership in this support this in regards to the metrics that are used in the current space of watching television. And that's not just for the HBC band championship, but also in regards to the MEAC SWAC challenge and celebration mode. So as much as we are in concern with the attendance, which is something that we need to continue to push, understand the uniqueness of what that is, whether that's home games or classics, we also need to know and understand the value of what it means in terms of the metrics. Uh, we had the interview with the commissioner that talked about some of the streaming platforms having more views than the linear games. So whether that is John Grant talking about the data associated with uh, the MEAC SWAC Challenge, the Celebration Bowl, even more so or the commissioner, Dr. Charles talking about those metrics with the SWAC and even Dr. Steele's over there in the MEAC, NRCAA uh, SIAC and GCAC in terms of the metrics that they have going on. It's a, important to make sure we take advantage of that and understand that. With that being said, Drew, this is the fun part. We'll get to even take a deeper dive. What were you going to get into in terms of 
some of the things that we need to watch out or some of the concerns or questions you may have in regards to walking this down until we get to the band of the year national championship Friday before right. the celebration bowl in Atlanta. Let's think about this. And, and and let's just let's just take let's stick with SWAT. Okay. Probably the top four teams, top two in the East, top two in the in, in the West. In the East, you've got Jackson State, Florida A and M. On the field, probably uh, projected to finish either one or two in football. And the two and the two Western teams, Southern and Alcorn. Well, you, 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 the human jukebox, uh, watching 100, Sounds of Dynamite, you know, th- those four bands are probably the top bands also in, in the conference. Now, let's just say for instance, Jackson State makes it to the Celebration Bowl this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use y'all. And their band is top two. Does the band go to both? Perform Friday night and then have to come up with a separate show Saturday night? Or does the <laughs> band lead that money, need the potential for that money at home and just concentrate on helping their team win the Celebration Bowl? On Saturday afternoon, oh, do you come up with two shows if you decide to participate in both, or do you do the full show Friday night and come back with the short show on Saturday because you only get because you only get seven minutes as as you would have found out if you would listen to our interview on Sunday on the BCSN Sports Wrap. So that's that's a that's a that's a concern that I that I that I have, and I'm gonna get my, my second concern. This is conference neutral. That means all bands. So you could have two BAC bands, two independent bands, or two SWAC bands. Now, y'all know. Let there be two SWAC bands in there and let everybody talk about their SWAC bias. Y'all know it's coming. Let them be in the same division. Oh, oh, oh my God. See, this is where I miss Good North point, Carolina. On Friday too. night, they get 15 minutes, and yeah. on Saturday on the show, they get seven, seven. minutes to your point. If you listen to the show, you'll get that. And there's also a payout specifically for the teams. Which uh, is why I asked, I mean, would the they take as the, well. Which is why I asked, would they leave that buddy at, at home on Friday night to concentrate on Saturday? Good stuff. Somebody president going to have point. to make a decision, potentially. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. How it irons out. Um, I'm really fascinated to see how people are galvanized by the weekly updates in regards to what this looks like on ESPN.com. That's a different metric. So now you have folks looking at sports on ESPN, but they're also going to get engaged with the bands. Charles, I know you had a point that, or did you want to jump on this first before you go? No, to the other I, 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 I did want to jump in there real quick because, um, and this is a huge concern of mine. I think, like I, I mentioned, I, I think. With regards to bands, we're we're at this sort of tipping point where a lot of us who have grown up on them or watched them for a lot of years, they they they, they have to have this level of uniqueness now, uh, this level of originality because you can watch them whenever. And I can I I and, and just in watching them, I notice there's a discernible difference in the buzz or the juice that goes through the crowd 20, 30 years ago as opposed to now. And some of that is just because we've watched it. We've watched it now. We've watched it. We've watched it. 
and it's sort of performances can be sort of monotone because you're so used to knowing what's going to come. So, you know, I, there, it, you know, it, it becomes a really interesting thing to, to kind of sit back and watch, especially the halftime performance. Well, I think this is, and I want to come back. So, cause I know you had that sure. other introduction that you needed. And I think that's important. That needs out there, but I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't get this out now. I think this is also a chance for the bands and the universities at HBCUs to consider the model they have for HBCUs. And so can you utilize what has worked for sports in regards to providing more information, almost like a marching sport information director that provides information on the freshman class that is coming into your institution? That would be very good. Recruiting day for bands. What does it look like? I know bands go to schools and do recruiting pitches. How about making sure that information gets out through the sport and marching sport information director's office under the band's framework? Where you also talk about some of the key band members that are returning from last year. Mm, that Who's was your drum major? Who's the new yeah. drum major? Who's yeah. returning? Um, what first chair uh, trumpet player? also is doing other things in a, in a, in a musical place where you really do a good job of introducing those platforms, right. In regards to what it looks like, who is the captain of the drill team? Uh, what does that look like in terms of that? Um, sort so of a marching sport media guide. Space. Yeah. Yeah. Marching sport media guide in terms of communicating in such a way where now you can tag along with ESPN.com and on your websites in regards to providing a platform. And what does this do to your institution? Now it drives the enrollment even more, much like you see for athletics. So you take a place off that. Or you can really take the next step, which you saw here at Texas Southern University, the vice president of athletics, Dr. Kevin Granger, uh, where you expand his title, even though he has it, where you talk about athletics and the extracurricular in terms of the fans, which he has committed to him. What if you have that and you commiserate uh, with the job functions in terms of the org chart in such a way that the band, whether it's the cheerleaders or dance teams, mascots like he has at Texas Southern, that reports unto him where now there's a better way of managing the APR, if you would, of the band in terms of making sure that they're timely. The study hall, how do you manage the scholarship implementation of what that looks like is a lot of bands get scholarship, but how you make it more influential in terms of that component. But now you have the funding that goes in that support the band going to those games that we talked about in such a way. And somebody that can better manage and organize that. Um, so if you take some of those frameworks that have worked in athletics and utilize that for the band, look how now you can monetize that in regards to your apparel deal instead of now getting the apparel deal for 300 players of, of the various teams. Now you're adding 200, 250, maybe 300 more in terms of the value of your apparel deal in terms of caps, uh, polo shirts. So, they look good, even to the point where they may even design, uh, if you would, marching band uniforms from that perspective. So those are the things I think that you 
think about in terms of strategizing and really being innovative of how now that you have this platform, how do you make this platform work for you even more than ever before? Let's take our last break. We'll come back on the other side and get in a little more dialogue of how do we become even more innovative, more strategic, uh, more of the things they were talking about, because I know it was a platform that Charles wanted to get out there that I think is important in regards to the coordination of this from beginning to end, particularly coming into the game, and even making sure the bands, to some degree, do not play all over each other, that they understand mm -hmm. the competition in itself of how it really works. Stick with us after we take this last break. We'll come back on the other side and take in uh, the marching sport. What is taking place in terms of this opportunity to bands of the year national championship uh, on ESPN? We'll be right back on the other side. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being... The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E.com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love, love, and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab, talking with 
Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. We're talking about ESPN events, uh, which uh, announced this past weekend during the MEXWAC Challenge, the inaugural Band of the Year National Championship, a prestigious competition featuring the nation's top marching band from historically black colleges and universities. Charles, I know you had something that uh, you thought was important to get on the table uh, that may concern you in regards to mm-hmm. HBC bands understanding the gravity of this opportunity with more eyes being on them than ever, particularly from a media perspective. What, uh, yeah. what do you want to say? Uh, and, and I wanted uh, band directors to understand uh, how important it is to not ruin the pageantry of the uh, of the band itself. And I get it. I know it. And, and we talk about the marching sport and how competitive it is. But the introduction to, of the band to the to the to the paying public is part of the pageantry. There is nothing like when the sonic boom comes in to get ready. There are people who actually work hard to get to to the stadium just so they can be there to hear the boom play get ready. Same thing with Alcorn when they come in and do do the Super Soul uh, or Texas Southern coming in blowing neck. That is part of the pageantry. Southern marching in, you know, uh, drum major. Uh, dancing dolls with the cymbals spinning behind, you know, uh, the guys with the jump step and the cymbals spinning. That is part of the pageantry. So when you start taking that pageantry and sort of diminishing it, and when I say diminishing it, it means blowing on them, uh, it takes away from the fan experience. So I just, you know, as a as I'm not a band aficionado, I'm just I'm an HBCU fan. I'm a fan of the game day experience. That's an important part of the experience that shouldn't be taken lightly. That pageantry is very important to the general paying public who comes to not only enjoy the game, but enjoy the band. And that introduction of the band coming into the stadium is something that immediately creates buzz and shoots within within the stadium. Well said, well said. Drew, I want to come to you and just, uh, if you would, what is one of the things that stood out to you in regards to the question and answers session dialogue that you had uh, this past Sunday with Doc, with Mr. John Grant. Started elevating and calling Doc, taking him back to school. Hey, <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I, I did the same thing during the middle of the interview and caught myself uh, in the middle of it. Uh, I, I called, I always called him doctor and he's like, Do- uh, Mr. Grant. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was, we've all talked to John Grant offline. Off and those mm-hmm. people out there who do not know John Grant on the level that we know, we know John Grant and uh, dialogue with John Grant as interesting and as informational as that interview was with myself, J.B. Walker, and Charles Edmund. The conversations we actually have offline that that, that you know, obviously, you can't repeat all this stuff. Are ten times better than the than the conversations that we have on on our various platforms. But John Grant is the ultimate salesman when it comes to the things that he's doing, be it the the cricket react swag challenge, the cricket celebration bowl, or they're still searching for a title sponsor, band of the year contest. And for him, the the thing that stood out for me, 
he said he had been working on this since 2017, Doc. You know, yep. people don't understand how long, how hard people work to put these ideas together and bring them to fruition, bring them to the public. Because you know, uh, Doc, you know, Charles, there are so many good ideas that are sitting in file cabinets, in <laughs> trash cans, or still in people's heads that have not been able to be quantified and actually put into action. And for uh, Mr. Grant to actually bring this in, knowing that this could take that weekend to the next step, you know, there will be a group of people who come on Friday night who will not be there Saturday afternoon. Be it because they're they're just not football fans, but they're band fans, or be it because their team is not playing on Saturday afternoon. But it's a lot easier for John Q. Public or Jane Q. Public to go and watch a band that is not their own than it is for them to go root for a football team that is not their own because you just have to be a football fan to just go to a game and watch anybody play football. So I think this is just kind of the best of both worlds. You got that on Friday night. You got, and then you got that on Saturday and then all the things. So we're, we're, we're pushing closer and closer to the ultimate HBCU family reunion weekend, in my opinion. Good, good stuff. I thought the other thing that came out of the show that, uh, you did in the questioner was to your point in terms of the ticking of this, you'll be able to get it all the cart individually. Uh, if you want to just go to the game or just go to the band contest, or you'll be able to have some packages that will be put together that allow you to join both. If you're one of those individuals that uh, uh, want to be entertained in that manner all weekend long. And, with both, thing- tick- and with both tickets, Dr. Kavir, he said you can actually, if you want to pick, the same seat for Friday night and yep. Saturday afternoon, if you if you so choose. I want to sit in uh, Section Q, row row L, seat forty two, or whatever. You you can you you will actually have that option. I think that I think that is great. Yeah, good point. When you talk about that in terms of that matchup, another thing that came up. Now this is most of the social media chatter. You know, we talked a little bit about. Uh, historically white colleges, some of those fans talking how they want to get in this and um, not to that point yet. But there was also a question in terms of HBCU fans uh, for the what we refer to as the independent programs, right? Uh, in this case, it would be independent band programs that are not associated with the MEAC, SWAC, SIAC, and CIAA. Should they be able to participate? And this was a huge dialogue that went back and forth in terms of what that looks like. Uh, because it's like, and the point that one guy was making out there, I thought was an intriguing point. You know, you may agree or disagree, and I certainly can understand that. But his ultimate point was, is like, you know, is it really fair or does it make sense that you can associate yourself with the HBCU culture, what I call mm-hmm. the sporting HBCU diaspora conference affiliation when it works for you? Mm. Uh, right in terms of wanting to have your band be able to participate in it but then at the same time be able to take your balls in this case your sporting athletic balls 
to another conference uh, where you do not get to participate in regards to the XWAC challenge for that match or the celebration one. You know, is that fair? We know life is not fair, but does it make sense? And what are some of your thoughts? I'll start with you, Charles, your thoughts on that, and then I'll come to you, ADD. I, I know this. This that's a very tough question. Uh, I have a Grammy Award winning band in, in the Aristocrat Bands with Tennessee State, and I have a tremendous band with North Carolina and T. Uh, one of the most unique field shows that I've watched in the past thirty years. Uh, tremendously thematic, and for them to not be in the mix would be as a fan, not so much an aficionado, but just a fan of HBC bands. Uh, that would be a bit of a letdown for them to not be in the mix. But that's a fair question because it's something that their administrations really should have kind of thought through because that is part of the whole experience, part of the whole culture. So I, I that's a very good question, very tough question to answer. Eddie Drew? You know, that pre-show, when we'll we be going through our pre-show notes, that was the question Jamie Walker wanted to ask first when, when he uh, had his uh, chance to come on. But John Grant beat him to that question. He actually <laughs> answered the question before Jamie had an opportunity to even uh, answer the question doing John uh, Grant's opening portion. So, yeah. And, and the answer was, for those that didn't catch it or hadn't All HBCU bands or the division two and the division one level. So yes, Tennessee State is included. Hampton is included. North Carolina, ANT is included. Uh Lincoln of Missouri would be included. I don't think uh I don't think we have any other HBCUs outside of Lincoln, Missouri now that are uh, division two. I may be wrong, but I think uh I think the rest of them are in the uh, other two conferences. So, yes, those bands will be included. And maybe that is a way to uh, to bring them back into that culture and show them what they're missing. Like, yeah. You got it good out there at the birds, but when you come back to mom and them house, this is what we do every day. Not not just on just on holidays. You know, you you moved out there to the suburbs. Come on back to mom and them house. And let me let me put let me put this out there. I mean, uh, the Rich Crowder bands, their PA announcer is one of the best. Uh, I, in in terms of what I talk about, especially with that announcing part and 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 uh, and, and synchronizing with the band, one of the best uh, out there doing it right now. I mean, I really enjoy uh, how he preps and gets the juice going in the stadium for that band. So I, I would love to see Tennessee Stadium. What now what, this go ahead. I was say one other thing. You talk about the band announcers. One thing John Grant brought out is all bands are not equal. Some bands have some bands have the flag cool. Some bands have the dancing girls. You know, it, some it, every band has a little bit of a different ancillary uh, portion of their band. If you don't have it, you will not get penalized for not having it. But then I ask the question, does that mean if my flag girl drops the, drops the flag that I won't get penalized? No. If you have it, 
it has to be good. If you're going to put it out there, it has to be good. But if you don't have it, no harm, no foul. Oh, so, yeah. Does, does Talladega get the invite, too? He didn't that. say anything about NAIA. That was not a question that we that we asked. So I don't think NAIA is included in this one. Although it would be interesting for Talladega or Langston to ha- have an opportunity to partake in something along those lines. I think yeah, you're gonna open it up to the independent. You got to find a way to get the NIA in there. And Langston yeah. and Talladega are very appropriate bands. Uh, that ooh, you get a shot ooh, at the Division Two level for sure. Talladega, oh, <laughs> but now, now, now here's the thing with Talladega though: you have to sit there for performances. Without them having a football team, where are they going to get those four performances from? Yeah, tempo. And the other question I was going to ask, <laughs> I was going to bring that up in terms of what are the performances? Are they uh, do they get to count when they get into one of these? Uh, Showcases to get to utilize that, or and is it inclusive of, of contests against other HBCUs? You know, in our poll ranking, we do HBCU matchups. So if you're Tennessee State, they don't have four HBCU non conference games. If I'm Teledega's band director, I'm somewhere calling, like, listen, uh, if, if such and such band doesn't come that weekend. We'll we'll be happy to perform. Exactly. And what if the NIE is playing a Division Two? Does it count for one and not the other? In regards, so it's going to be interesting to get a chance to interview um, because there's a gentleman that is a FAMU graduate uh, that uh, has high school band experience with the um, uh, DeKalb, I think it is uh, band. Southwest Decatur uh, band in Atlanta that will be coordinating a lot of this with the other folks on the committee that's coming together. And they have some on and they're bringing some more on this. It'd be fascinating. But you got like Hampton. Do they play enough non-conference games? Hey, uh, A&T. games or A&T. They have one against Hampton. They have North Carolina Central. What are their other non-conference games? Uh, do they have enough in terms of four contests uh, to make sure they can get it in for these independents? So there's a difference between including them, but then the fine lines in terms of those four competitions, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how those four competitions are measured. The I wheels are spinning, the wheels are spinning is, right now. <laughs> I can answer that for you, Dr. Cavill, yeah. but I'm not going to answer because I'm going to make you go back and rewatch uh, Sunday's BCS Sports Wrap because he kind of mentioned on how you're going to know yep, he when, did. When, those, when, those, uh, when those tapes are going to be judged and everything like that. He mentioned that, but y'all got to go back and watch it. And you're going to be utilizing show. ESPN to be able to keep up with all this information. So fascinating, great commentary, great dialogue. Glad we got a chance to get in this a little more than most. Uh, thank you for bringing up those great components on both sides, the positives. Uh, more than anything, but also some critical uh, components that uh, must be analyzed and questioned and thought-provoking components of this. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. King Alcaville, the dream of, the dean of HBC Sports. The dream? Dreaming. Yeah, the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. 
Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. News Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. As we'll be back on Thursday to get you a little more into the football motion, and we should have a great one lined up for you then. We look forward uh, to continue discussion, giving you the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. AD? Lecture. Dismissed.